Welcome to Storytime with, I am your host, Tracy Limon, and today's story is going to be coming from Kara. She has a unique story to tell, um, not just because of her divorce, but also because of the outcomes that she's had during the process, the um, abilities of growth and development, not just of her and her children, but also with a new partner and um, along with her ex. She has mentioned a few times that she um, has time for herself. She, you know, does what I think a lot of moms do and I know I can relate and I tend to go out and go get my nails done and um, go get something to eat and just kind of relax in the moment. Um, but also there are some unique aspects about her and you will hear a lot of probing questions from me and that is just basically basically because I want to make sure that I'm not leaving anything out and if there is something that was truly um, needed I guess or support on then I could I could direct her in that way however it sounds like she has a really good um, co-parenting system she has a really good uh, foundation of communication between not just her ex but also her children and it seems that her boundaries and her children's boundaries are set ideally and that is a wonderful thing to have because it does limit a lot of the stress. It doesn't mean any everything is perfect and nothing needs help or you know, improved upon. However, where she's at in life right now, it sounds like she is doing everything that she can and her, her and her children are extremely happy, which is great. And that is something that I strive for everybody that I come in contact with they're happy, that they're reaching their goals, that their children are being heard when they need help, and, you know, that they're able to grow and either, you know, have a new relationship or be okay with being a single parent or whatever the case may be. I wanted to make sure in that situation that if help was necessary, I could provide it, and I believe there is a couple areas that I, you know, what I'm concerned about, um, but she was able to get rid of those concerns really quick because she's already developed a wonderful method for herself. So, in my coaching program, that is something that I strive to help. Um, whether you, you know, are a monthly subscriber or you are um, in a specified course of eight or eleven weeks. That is always the goal to achieve is what pretty much um, Kara has achieved by uh, being able to, you know, speak with her, her ex appropriately and um, have her children understand that, you know, they're, what they're seeing and what they're feeling is all valid and she was able, she's able to move on. So thank you so much for tuning in and this you will hear is Kara's story. So tell me um, a little bit about yourself, because I think you said you're an author, right? Yes. Um, so I am a mom of three. Um, I was, we got divorced, my ex-husband and I got divorced um, uh, 
a year ago in September. And I'm with my significant other now. And we met in November um, and we started, we were like, this is, these are our goals. This is what we want in life. And yeah, being authors or writing books was one of our top ones. So we did, we published a couple books. Um, the one that I really had my hands on was Love Yourself After Divorce. And we're going to turn it into a series of Love Yourself you know, After infertility or things like that but that was the first one I really wanted to plug into and so we both did that together uh -huh. that's yeah. yeah it was amazing it was a good experience it was that's something I'm like in the progress of doing but I'm doing it more about um, myself yeah and, um, my upbringing and stuff and I read it to my uh, class when I was in my master's program and yeah. I, oh my gosh and it was just like what <laughs> you, you know you don't you just you don't realize you know really everything you've been through until somebody else hears it yeah or when you like all when you write everything down and it's all out there mm -hmm. i've come from so much and i am you just look at it and you have to be like so proud of yourself right that's amazing that you did that you're that you were in the process and that you did that that's awesome thanks so um since writing a book was one of the goals, was that like prior to the divorce or the, as you were going through um, the divorcing process? So it was always a goal. Um, oh. It was kind of like when I was married, it was something that was pushed on the back burner. Like mm -hmm. there was just never any money that we could put towards it. And it was just kind of like a, a dream mm -hmm. that I never made come true. Um, but whenever and then same thing with my significant other now it was one of his goals he actually has uh, his story written out that like his of his childhood is everything um that he wants to publish one day so he had already done it but he had it's just like on a note somewhere on our computer right <laughs> so we just made our dream a reality and it was uh it was really empowering that's good that's yeah. really good um so what would you say um, about like the divorcing process and then being a single parent um, until your significant other came into play. How did that affect you and um, your children? So um, because of the divorce, like I knew like the divorce had to happen. So I was the one that initiated everything. Um, just for the safety of the kids. And I, that was, I just, I knew instantly. So I think a lot of it, Whenever it happened, I had a lot of like shield and armor that I was like, all right, you're about to be a single mom of three kids. And you know, two of them, we, he and I actually fostered and then adopted. So it was just like a, a whirlwind of emotions that I'm like, all right, there's no time to really focus on your emotions. And it, you have to do what's best for the kids. And they saw their dad, they still see their dad um, with a, a good structure, but, um, it was tough. Um, I look back and I'm like, I don't know how I did as much as I did. I don't know how I survived everything, <laughs> but I made it, I didn't, I try not to make it as traumatic for them because I had experienced my parents going through divorce as a kid right. and I wanted, so I like, I, I just did things with them all the time. Like every time, like during the summer, we always had one big event that we would do during the week. We go to the zoo or we go get ice cream or whatever um 
And then we had a pool, so they would always be in the pool. We just, I just kept them busy. And now leading up to where we are now, um, we've, they've all experienced, they've all gone through therapy. Um, I went through therapy just to kind of have some guidance on how to keep everybody on some sort of decent wavelength. Um, but overall, I think that they are doing, they're doing well. They're, they really are. But I can see, you know, my youngest doesn't understand the reason why we got divorced. So, and he doesn't really understand that like we're divorced. He just sees that like I have my dad's house I go to at my mom's house. Um, but he, you can see some loyalties right. towards, you know, with individual kiddos. So it's, it's a lot. Um, even to this day, it's a lot that I can see that they're going to need therapy probably for for a while just to have someone to talk to that they feel safe with, mm -hmm. um, that they may not feel comfortable talking with me or my ex-husband or, you know, my significant other for any reason. Right. And that, that's a really big thing that I like to talk to moms about, like possible therapies or um, what they call here in Iowa is called BHIS and it helps um, children focus on their emotions and how to process them in a healthy way um, wow. by learning, by doing like different skills. Yeah. And so um, that's always something. And cause I know a lot of parents don't believe in therapy. Right. But, you know, so it's kind of like, I'm a therapist talking to people and they're, you know, as I talk, if I talk to them as a coach, I'm fine. But yeah, I've mentioned anything with therapy, I'm done. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> that's, that's seriously really quick. They're like, okay, no. The stereotype or the taboo-ness of it all, I guess. Yeah, it is. And it's a lot of, um, because not uh, not a whole lot of people know about um, therapy unless they go through it. Um, the education portion is of Freud. And so people think that, you know, because Freud is all about blaming the mom, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. We don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I hear a lot about like what you, you know, do for the kids, help keep them busy and things like that. What do you do for yourself? So I made, I, I finally found like at the time when I was going through my divorce, I was like, I have to have some self help time for myself, whether that's just to go get a pedicure or just go to Target or wherever, like just by myself for a few hours. Mm -hmm. um, so I hired a babysitter and like they loved her and they had the time of their life with her. She was, and she ended up becoming like a, a, a daycare provider for the school for before and after school. So she was super fun. Um, so they love spending time with her. So about once a month I would take some time, whether it's just a couple hours. And I honestly, my, I don't know why, I'm, I'm a very different type of self-help person. I would go get a pedicure, I'd run to Starbucks, grab a Starbucks drink, and then I'd go to Buffalo Wild Wings, do a pickup order, and sit in the Target parking lot, eat, and then I'm like, I just feel so much better. Like I'm just sitting in my mom van, <laughs> eating my Buffalo Wild Wings, and then I'll go home and I feel like I'm able to just kind of rejuvenate, restart everything. That's good. Yeah. That's really good because I think women, we have a hard time in understanding that we need time for ourselves. Yeah. That causing, you know, heart issues if we don't, if we don't pay attention to these things. Absolutely. And so, um, 
What's that? It could totally lead to like depression and things like oh that. Oh my too. gosh, so bad. Yeah. And I know like there are some, like some women obviously have um, deeper struggles than um, that. What would you say it was your main struggle? Uh, yeah, let's call it struggle. Um, from, from going from married life to single parenthood. Honestly, like this is going to sound so strange, but I, I, I was a stay-at-home mom. That was a decision that my ex and I made um, whenever we started fostering because the boys were sick all the time. They had no immune system. So one of us had to take off. So it ended up being me. So I'm going on four years being a stay-at-home mom. Um, but I took on a lot more responsibility as that role. Um, even like around the house, I was the one that mowed the grass every week. I cleaned the gutters. I cleaned the bathrooms. Um, so it all made me stronger. And at the time, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm home. I can do these things. Hearing other people's perspective on it, they they were like, why are you doing everything? Why isn't this a team effort? And there were, you know, those were issues that he and I had in our marriage that were you know, over the years weighing on me, but I didn't allow that to make be my deciding factor, the decision that I made. Right. But I think on it, it really didn't change much. As strange as that may sound, it didn't change much for me. My responsibilities stayed the same. And I feel like, and I'm, this is just my belief, um, but I feel like God like allowed me to deal with taking on more responsibility and to be, to have to grow in those areas of learning how to use a drill and learning how to hammer, <laughs> find a stud in the wall. And basic little skills that we don't allow ourselves to, you know, to force ourselves to be in those positions. So whenever I had to deal with the kiddos on my own, I was already the one that did all the showers and the nightly routines. So it wasn't really much of anything more other than their emotional state at the time because at the beginning, you know, there were so many questions. Where's dad? Why is he coming home? And then I would just like, you tell me where, like where, where, because we've discussed this and I never want to fill their head with my perspective. I want them to always, because again, I, I was that child too. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you told me what happened. You tell me again what happened. Like, you guys told me this happened, blah, blah, blah. And then they would tell me, and I'm like, that's why we, that's why dad's not coming home. You know, you guys spend time with dad on every other weekend and you guys have a lot of fun with him and that's what he can handle and that's what you guys can handle. Yeah. So other than that, the emotions from that and then, and that was all during COVID. So there wasn't a lot of, a lot of places that we could go. We couldn't go to the movies or things like that. So um, yeah, just dealing with that. Other than that, it was daily routines for me that were normal. Oh, well, that's good. At least it's not like a whole, like a flip your world upside down. Yeah, and I can't say that that isn't normal. Like that part seems more normal to me. Like it would be a whole different lifestyle um, for women, like specifically for moms that are with their kids and then dads are no longer around as much. Um, a lot of people experience that where it's a different, it's a whole new lifestyle. Right. And that was, um, I had to come to the same conclusion because I decided to leave um, my marriage also. And I took my kids with me and yeah. um, we were transitioning from military life 
to civilian life. So my world did get tilted a little bit, <laughs> um, but not, not too much so to where I, you know, didn't understand what I needed to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was like really important, you know, that I took that step back and um, understood like, okay, this is gonna be my new role now. Yeah. And that was, that was hard. You know. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up as a military brat, so I understand like that lifestyle too. And then think like becoming in this like going into the civilian world is a whole new culture. Like you're and then juggling all of that. I can imagine that was very challenging. Definitely. But it's kinda like we we can get through anything. You yeah. Know? put your mind to it, we can get through it. Um, I, I find it very fascinating that women, we have a different drive um, than men, obviously, but we have a, a different level of expectation and outcome. Yeah. And it's like, if, if that does not get met, then that means our needs aren't getting met. Do you find that to be true also? Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I think it's, and I don't know if it's the, the male-female ratio, I kind of feel like it is because I see it within my voice. Um, but, you know, like, I'm just like, and maybe it's the military in me too, like that I grew up. At, so I do understand absolutely how, how that <laughs> feels the way it feels. <laughs> um, yeah, I have uh, one son and one daughter. And my daughter is the oldest. And, um, but my son, he acts like he's the oldest. Oh yeah. Yeah, and my daughter acts like she doesn't like living life. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> she's in her room and listening to music, pretty much what anything a teenager does. Yeah. And my son will come up to me and be like, she's burning incense in her room. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she was me as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, that was me too. I was just like, oh no. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm happy to see that this, like, um, the divorce and the um, sharing of the time hasn't gotten to them to the point to where it's, you know, troublesome. Yeah. Um, where are your uh, children at in that um, process? Me? I actually, I do like a random, because I don't like to discuss the divorce a lot. Like, I don't want it to be a, their identity. I just... Want to do? I do want to do check-ins though with them. And I actually did one um, yesterday, and I just said, you know, are you guys excited to go to dad? They go every other weekend to see their dad, um, and that's the time that he has with them. So I'm like, do you, are you guys excited? And they're like, yeah, we're excited. And I'm like, it's great. We, you know, he and I co-parent very well. We do, um, which is great for the kids because they don't see any hostility, and there really isn't between us. There was. The, beginning obviously but over the year we've learned to communicate and just have that boundary beginning there weren't a lot of boundaries um now we have clear boundaries and we both have accepted the way life is um maybe not maybe one of maybe he isn't as happy with the, <laughs> the lifestyle but you know we're we're separated and all that but but he respects it and that's important because the kids don't when he drops them off, he drops them off and we can communicate back and forth about how the kids' behaviors were and things like that and vice versa. Like they know that dad and I are still a team. We may not be together, but whatever you do here, he's gonna know. 
do there, I'm gonna know. Um, so their behaviors, I feel like, over, especially over the summer, they have grown so much, which has been an amazing feeling. The, with the move, because I moved. Um, so with the move and the new transitioning in this area, they've they've grown and they seem very happy. That's good. Yeah. So would you say that they're at a point to where um, they're very comfortable in talking to you or dad about any kind of like issues or if they have questions, it's okay to ask questions? They, they know that. Um, I feel like my two younger ones, because my youngest just turned six and then my middle one uh, is eight. So they're not, they, my eight year old doesn't really communicate a whole lot. He's kind of like the, the one that the middle child, but like, <laughs> he's just like, where's, I'm like, where's Jason? Like, where'd he go? And he's just like hanging out in his room by himself, like watching TV. But my oldest has opened up a lot with me and he'll, he'll express anything that he's feeling. Like. Um, and he's also kind of, you know, he's an 11 year old boy. So he's kind of going through this stages too. Yeah. But so there's a lot of emotion as far as like all that goes, <laughs> but he, he has a, I feel like I'm a safe place for him. So when I do communicate pretty serious things that he discusses with me, like I will communicate that with, with dad. And I will say, you know, like this stays between us because if, if, if you get on to him for how he's feeling, then he's not gonna trust me. And I need to be that safe place, but I'm, I need you guys to be aware that this is going on for him and where you need to maybe remind him that, you know, certain things like the dog, you're gonna walk the dog because he's worried about um, our one of our dogs. Like, that's oh. so not gonna walk the dog. He's just he's just gonna sit there and he's not gonna take care of him. And I'm like, just, you know, make that effort that you're doing those things or tell him or, you know, whatever. But yes, my oldest feels very safe for talking to me. My youngest, they all communicate with me just fine, but they don't really, don't, they don't really show a lot of emotion about <laughs> everything. They're just like, oh, I'm going to dad's school. I'm going to mom's school. Well, that's good. Yeah. Honestly, like I, I've seen some stuff when oh, divorce. Yeah. Kids are like, you know, either devastated or brainwashed, something that is disruptive to their childhood. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like, again, I'm thankful for the life, like the childhood that I had, it was very, very, very dysfunctional. Um, and I had three dads, so a biological, an adopted, and a step. Oh, wow. So I had, my mom, she, you know, she had a lot, a lot of growing to do at the time. So I knew going into this, how I want, how I didn't want to be. Right. And I knew like, I'm never going to say, like, oh, I left out because of this reason, or I did this because, like, I don't, not until they're age appropriate. I always want them to have their, their, whatever they remember, and allow them to tell me how they feel. And I don't ever want to be like, oh, your dad, you know, any, any negative talk. We don't, we don't do that. Right. And that goes both ways. We both know that. That's good. At least then, you know, the expectations and boundaries are very clear. Um, which is hard to do, but you know what? Once you got it, you got it. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think that we would co-parent as well as we have, um, but I'm thankful that we we are for them. That's good. Because, yeah, yeah. There's I I know people that have been divorced, and it's just <laughs> it's 
so awful when they say to their kids or like how they manipulate their minds. And yeah. Very sad. It's and it's definitely hard on their little their little minds and their heart and stuff like that. Um, one thing that I, I like to encourage parents to do is that when they see their child struggling to communicate instead of getting like frustrated and fine whatever, um, like what I would do is I would share with my kids be like, if you don't tell me, I can't help you. So you need to tell me because I don't want that, you know, sadness weighing on your heart because that seems for them to understand a little bit more that if I hold this in, it's going to cause me some sort of problem. Yeah. You know, um, what would you say was like your, like your aha moment as to like getting the divorce and then moving into single parenthood? Uh, you mean like the reason? Um, you can you can give me a re- whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah, the um, the reason was a year before the divorce, an incident happened, okay. and it was a very serious incident. And I said, like we both were like, okay, like that's never gonna happen again. It does. We're gonna have consequences. Well, that was in August, July of. 2019, yes. In November of 2019, another incident happened. It's a smaller incident, but I, at that point, I was like in front of the kids, and I, I had, oh, I had reacted in front of the kids. It was one of the very first times that happened. The kids had said this just happened. They were crying, and so I was like, you know what? Get out. Like you need to leave. And then I came back, and I'm like anything ever happens. So this is three mornings. Like, this is your last chance and I'm not giving you more. There's nothing because I'm not going to be collateral damage in your anger management that you need and all of that. So I just said, if anything happens, well, COVID hit. Um, I went hiking with a friend um, in March. Maybe, I'm sorry, maybe it was April. But anyway, I saw my parents like that next day. So I got on like a 12 mile hike with my friend. The next day I went to go see my mom. Um, she had like 20 minutes away. When I was on my way back, I was five minutes from her house and I got a call from my ex-husband and he's like, you're about to be mad. And I'm like, what happened? I am five minutes away from the house, what happened? And he explained what happened and I'm like, separate, you go to the kitchen, have the other two go to their own rooms because I'm gonna talk to everybody individually when I get there and I'm gonna find out what happened. So I recorded like everything and I got there are three stories, and the only story that didn't match up was his. And I'm like, I don't have a choice at this point. Right. I have to do what's best for my kids, and I'm the only one that's able to advocate for them at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I cannot be collateral damage. I'm like, you, these two are not conspiring against you. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't had time to talk, to share what has happened, other than what has actually happened. Right. And your story is the only one that didn't match. Like, we're done. I can't and yeah so he left and he didn't come back home you know what sometimes that's just gotta happen like you know putting your foot down and be like okay we're done no more um kind of kind of the same with me um took me a little bit longer because the there was um domestic violence involved so it took me a little bit longer but um the whole 
concept of standing up for myself, taking yeah. care of my kids and making sure that they're safe. Um, I was just like, something, the last straw hit and I'm like, I'm done with you. I just yeah. couldn't do it. And I think that that moment of clarity, you know, it's kind of like when you look at your kids, when you talk to your kids, it's almost like your kids bring out this clarity that yeah. you cannot see for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, so yeah. sometimes when I feel like sad, I'll go visit with them or I'll hang out with them. Yeah. Their little hands are oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> going on in my brain but I know. yeah but that's the best though is in those moments like this morning I had I had several moments this morning I just feel like emotional but I'm like I just go in there and I'm like all right that's it and I just go in and I just start tickling them and like crawling all over them and I'm like that's it like I like and I just like I'm wrapping up on a burrito we just like giggle and like just hearing them giggle and like knowing that they're savoring in these moments like I know they I hope at least I'm praying that they are savoring these these moments that I don't, I feel a certain way. They're never going to see, they won't, they don't see that from me. They have seen me. I do think it's healthy for kids to see their, their parents yeah. have emotions. Um, so they, at the beginning, they did see me have my moments of crying. You know, they'd walk up and give me a hug. What's wrong? And I'm like, I'm sad right now, but I'm going to be okay. Yep. So. And that's all you can do is, you know, just reassure them that, you know, you're going to be yeah. fine. I'm going to be fine. You're going to be fine. We're all yeah. going to be fine. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. It just doesn't look like it, you know, but I got it. <laughs> We're all in this together. <laughs> right. And I think, too, because, um, because kids are so protective of their parents, they'll even, you know, keep things from the parents. So it's just yeah. like, you know, to have that, that communication open and flowing and um, having your fun moments and stuff, honestly, helps them not just build the character, but build memories with that specific parent. So, yeah. you know, when you go in there and play with them and things like that, you're building memories and they're building memories, you know, of you. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, and, it feels good. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I bet it's not easy to do, especially when, you know, when you're sad, depending on what, um, like, like uh, what generation you're from, but depend if you're sad, the older generation is like, you don't show your kids. Right. It's the weirdest thing because then we want our kids to talk to us, but don't yeah. be emotional about it. Yeah, we want them to be emotional because we want them. Oh, I like I, that's where I'm at. At least I want my kids to be emotional, where they can express like I'm angry or I'm sad. Like we work through those emotions because if they feel like they're sad and they're just hiding and they keep it bottled up, it's just just some, just terror. Just it's not good for them. It's not good for anybody. Right. And do they like? Um, do they express their emotions, or do you give them like? Um, like uh, samples like are you mad like do you feel like this are you sad i don't I, they usually express to me how they feel okay. um there's only been a couple of times but whenever i ask it because like i'm i don't know why maybe i do it wrong but i just i feel like if i start with like i'm like you seem like you have like you're thinking about something like mm -hmm. there's something going on and then i'll start with that and then i don't know and it's just like one of them will just be like super quiet i'm like are you feeling happy like I try to like start with the happy and then I'm like okay let, let's triple down the negatives and then are you feeling sad are you 
feeling angry about something, like I will do that, but I I try to give them that opportunity first. Like, what's going on and what are you thinking about? Do you want to share with me? Do you, and so I've, I have offered so many times like do you want to call Nana or you know like their aunt or somebody else like a relative like do you want to just talk with them I can give you the phone and you can talk privately with some a trusted relative um but just so they have somebody to talk to mm -hmm. but overall they pretty much oh I feel sad because blah 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 what's going on yeah so and that is really smart to do because then they don't feel like one i have to only talk to mom or only talk to dad i have other people to talk to um and i think you know kids sometimes especially the younger ones need a little nudge and you know it's okay to talk about like hurt feelings or bad feelings you yeah. know because it's like they don't want to because they don't want to hurt your feelings yeah, I even ask my kids, I'm like, is there something that I have done that I, I need to make better yeah. and stuff? And um, I've learned a few lessons just from my kids telling me, like, you've done this and I don't like it. I'm like, oh. you're like, oh, that hurts, but right. I, I'm <laughs> and I'm going to change. But man, that hurts. Yeah, it digs deep <laughs> because you don't recognize it and it's not intentional. You just start living, you know our lives and things happen. Yeah. So I completely relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> Has your kids uh, brought you a couple times? Oh yeah. Like I, I do the same thing. I'll say, you know, like, are you upset with me? Like, did I do something that I need? And I'll like say, I, that's what I was, do I, did I do something that I need to apologize for? Mm -hmm. And so that way they understand like adults mess up too. Oh. There's, there's, there was a time actually, just a short story. Um, I, I don't even remember. What happened it was on our way to school it was just a chaotic morning and i had moved my middle one and i had got on to him about something i'm like oh like i don't even know what it was it was something ridiculous and so i was like you know what like when we get home like you're not having any electronics i'm not doing this because like, i can tell you're already gonna have a bad day and everything was coming to my mouth i could, i could hear it and i'm like no you're wrong Kara. you're doing this wrong you're still wrong everything you're saying he i dropped him off at school and the minute i dropped him off i felt guilty so I messaged his teacher and I'm like, when he has a moment, can I please call and apologize to him? Because how I reacted was uncalled for. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I, so I want him to, I want all of them to see that I don't always make the right choices either. And I mess up. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to apologize. And so that was a lot of mom guilt that morning, but I was able to call him and talk to him. And that was a, a great, I feel like a good example that needed to happen so that he sees that she called me at school to tell me she's sorry. Like, <laughs> like yeah, you know, adults have to apologize too. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, what would you say out of everything that you have done so far, planning for the future, um, has been something that you would like, I guess always wanted to do or hope for um, your family. Honestly, this is going to sound so crazy, but it was such a small thing. Uh, but I wanted to give them experiences. Um, the last, you know, since they've grown up, they've always had um, materialistic items, mm -hmm. um, and I, I've never been a fan of that stuff. But like Xboxes and things like that. Um, but I wanted to be able to be in a place in life where I could take them 
out to experience the world. And this year I was able to do that. And I, they we went to Tennessee and they got to see the mountains and they loved it. And they're like already excited for next year for a family vacation. We're like, we're either gonna go to Florida or we're gonna go to Mexico. And so we're looking at ideas. They're like stoked. But um, it's just things like that, that they didn't have that they could have, we probably could have done that in the past and they, they, I don't know. Now I'm able to provide those things for them and it means everything to me and I can see that it means so much to them too. That's great. That's yeah. really great. And that is the same over here with me too. I did, you know, the same, like we could have done it previously, but for whatever reason we didn't. So um, we call it, we have a lot of like new family outings and things like, yeah. Uh, the last one was Florida, and let me tell you, <laughs> you don't want to plan to stay out there for like two or three days. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to do. <laughs> I can imagine. I can oh, imagine. Man. It was just like, and we're from California, living in the Midwest, and we can't take it. So when we went to Florida, we were like, yes, big city and everything. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And so the kids got to see, you know, we went to Universal Studios, um, we went to both sides, um, and then we went to the beach. So it wasn't like always high, like energy and things like that. We had mellow yeah. times and stuff. Yeah. Because um, I found that to be like extremely important for balance to take place. For sure, 100%. I agree. Is that something you're still working on? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yep, it's, it's definitely a balance that we're gonna have to still work through <laughs> for several years, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yep, and you know, it, it takes time and everything takes time, but it sounds like you have um, a good uh, understanding and concept of what you're wanting and expectations. Um, yeah. Sound and extremely reasonable. Um, would you say that you have any um, like a source of pain points that have not been addressed yet? You mean for myself? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I think my biggest struggle is not being able to share mm -hmm. the story, not being able to express why, because um, when we got divorced or when we were going through, I had. Um, through my son's phone, it was a total chaotic thing, but through my son's phone, his dad's um, messenger was still linked to the phone. Um, so I went in there because some things, some messages were popping up and my oldest brought it down and was like, who's this? And I'm like, so I looked and I went through it and I could see like, because my ex is, my ex was saying just things like, she no longer loves me and she's leaving me and I don't know why, there's no reason, I've treated her like and these are just like I actually popped up yesterday on my time pop like because I had taken screenshots of it and I'm like if I could just say like this is not true this is not me like that's not what happened I was happily married mm -hmm. for nine years I didn't want this right. but I, it was it was me or no one that was going to advocate for the kids and it I don't know like I don't want to pride myself or put myself even in that mindset that I sacrifice something for my, my kids because I don't I don't want to go down that mindset of the thought process with that but I mean ultimately I did mm -hmm. I feel like because 
I didn't want to have a failed marriage. I didn't want to have to start over. Like nobody ever, nobody gets married to think that, you know. Like, oh, when am I going to start over one day? (laughs) (laughs) Great. I'm 31 years old and I, you know, like I just, I didn't want that. And I didn't want to come from, I didn't want to have a family that had to deal with divorce like I did Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. I wanted everything. I wanted to break the generational cycle and do what, Ultimately, I'm like, you know what? Somebody has to advocate for the kids, and that's what I'm gonna do. Whether people know about that or not, that's something that maybe one day the truth will just come out mm-hmm. because the kids remember, right. and it's not always gonna stay a secret. And that's what I think this whole thing is, is a hush-hush, it's a family secret thing. So that's where a lot of my pain and resentment is still there. That. I hope to overcome one day. <laughs> what um, helps you through pain points like that, like the struggles? This sounds so crazy. Um, other than my therapist, who like tries to you know redirect me with like set a time limit. She does that whole thing, like set a time limit, allow yourself to feel however you need to feel, and then like try to shut it off. It's a lot easier said than done um, because I'm very emo. I can be a very I'm a very emotional person, um, but. I think the other part is just just knowing it's not a it's not about me it's about them and my story doesn't have to be shared with what matters is that they are happy and if they want to share their story then I'm gonna allow them to do that whenever they're ready right. but it's not for me to you know defend myself and put all of their information out there so that's where my mind goes I can say honestly, um, as long as, you know how there's some parents that like feed all this like lies and gossip to their kids, as as long as there's none of that on your side, they will totally take your side. Yeah. Um, And that's just, that's just because they feel that they, you know, can trust you and Mm -hmm. that you're a safe place. without without you know telling them you know you need to believe me and nobody else and oh yeah yeah so like kids are well aware of you know actions and (laughs) yeah but I think one thing that you said was about you know breaking the generational cycle um I think when it comes to divorce that's not something that we could uh unfortunately predict yeah you know um and i hope that you see that and give yourself a little bit of a break because obviously if you were in that same you know marriage do you think you would be as happy as you are now um no because i i think i'd always be on guard right and so to know that this is not your fault you know you you um that's something that accepting that yourself is is going to be a very hard thing for you to do but it's that positive self-talk that um, I teach a lot of people that when you get into a slump you recognize like oh my god okay I feel bad because of this and I, I tell myself I'm like okay you processed it Tracy 
now it's time to, you know, think of something happy. Yeah. And you have to do that so many times. I And I no longer do it audibly. Um, I do it like all in my head now, but it still works. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I would encourage you to do, um, especially when you feel like that, that generational cycle is rearing its ugly head because yeah. divorce is one thing. Um, I don't think anybody can predict, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, right. And what I call it, um, more like uh, like abandonment, um, uh, addictions and things like that. That could be a, a little bit more foreseeable and right. you know predictable. Um, like me, I broke my generational cycle of um, people like, so my biological person, she um, abandoned me. Mm-hmm. And then her mom abandoned her and so on and so forth. Yes. I was like, nope, not happening with me. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a little bit more predictable because mm-hmm. you it's a it's a conscious decision that you're making within yourself. Yeah. And divorce is unfortunately a two-way street and we cannot control what the other person does. That's very true. That is very true. <laughs> so yeah. um with having that said, is there anything that you um, would like to ask me to, for any advice or um, how-tos, anything like that? I don't know. Yeah, this has been, I don't know, I just appreciate you talking to me. Yeah, no problem. And um, I really like taking this time to, you know, speak with uh, moms because it's like we can be so hard on ourselves and I just want moms to know that there is a mom out there here for them yeah so yeah, absolutely if something comes up you know just uh, message me um, if you want to talk just let me know and um, I'll hop on the phone with you no problem okay. um, just know you have another support in your corner <laughs> oh, I appreciate that that's great <laughs> no problem well I want to thank you very, very much for spending time with me and having this conversation. And um, once I put it all together, I will uh, send you the copy of it and then um, post it because I want to make sure you get the copy before I post it. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, is, is Would you mind, and I don't know if I should ask this or not, but would you mind um, if I sent you the link to the book for the Love Yourself After Divorce? Um, for if, if there's anybody that you know that would benefit from reading it. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. Send me that information, okay. and um, I will post it because that will be part. That's part of your story is okay. um, becoming an author, and so um, anything like that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, perfect. So, all right. I got somebody coming in. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, it was great to talk to you. Very nice talking to you and have a great day, but call me or text me if you need to talk. I am here for you. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.